0: It's on vinyl. My name is Spencer strakert I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your hosts. And today, there's no Aaron Walsh. Uh, he is—he's uh, afraid. Whenever we have female guests on the podcast, he—he he always. I know Aaron. We're I, friends. I know, and yet he, for some reason, every time that we've booked a female guest to come on, he just can't come. Just <laughs> runs away. And he also booked this date, by the way. That was the other thing. He was the one that made the decision about this date. And then he told us a few days ago, he's like, I'm actually going camping with my family.
1: Well, we'll talk enough for uh, Aaron and you. That's good. (laughs)
0: Okay, so I should probably introduce you first because uh, that's what a good host would do. (laughs) Good thing I'm the host of this. Uh, So, uh, from... Baker Miller Pink Productions. Uh, We have uh, Kaylee Riggett and Sam Ketza. Uh, We've known each other for quite a few years because we went to university together. uh, Also with Aaron and Sam Sam and Siobhan and literally just everyone in this room went to the UFC. Uh, But Okay, so first thing that I want to do is uh, is is bring this up, and it's a big old loaded question. But how did you get the name Baker Miller Pink? Haha. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, I guess also it's a theater company. I should I should I should say that. <laughs>
2: yeah, Baker Miller Pink is a interdisciplinary arts organization focused on collaboration and and like joyful process is sort of the center of our mandate. Nice. Baker Miller Pink, the name of it. No one's name is Baker And no one's name is Miller um, So it's confusing at first But the shade is actually That, that specific shade If you think of like Pepto-Bismol mm. That's the color um,
0: <laughs> Is that Baker-Miller pink?
2: Not, not quite ah. It's a little bit more punchy I would uh, say Okay um, But so That particular shade It's also called Drunk Tank pink Because oh. it's the color that they paint Drunk Tank um, It's banned in the SEC From being painted Like the away team's Locker rooms used to get painted uh, Baker Miller pink and it's now banned because uh, it was studied for a psychological effect, like calming you um, by being like exposed to the color. So it kind of like numbs you out or makes the viewer like numbed out and docile. Wow. um, And really relaxed. But this uh, research kind of backfired and did a flip, and they did further studies uh, that showed that it only, the effect is only for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and then you, like, overcorrect and become, like, deeply enraged. And I was like, I love this metaphor. That's I amazing. want people, I want people, we want people to feel that way when they come see our, our shows, to just be like, oh, I'm so relaxed. This is so nice and pleasant, and everything is great, and I love being alive, and I love art. And then leave and be like, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly like such a good way to look at art too because I feel like that's, those are the types of productions that have stayed with me for yeah. a long time, you know? Yeah. Um, so, how did you come up with the concept? Like, like, what made you guys want to collaborate together and create a company together?
2: Well, we'd wanted to work together for a long time, Kaylee and I. And I think, by nature of art in this city, dance and theater tend to have a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Sam uh, by trade. A dancer and Kaylee um, is by trade a playwright and director, um, and have both like crossed over and sort of found common ground in the ad- in the admin world. What am I- <laughs> also, just like friendship world. Also, also in the in the in the friendship world. Yes, we are also friends. Yeah, but um, that
0: comes second to everything yeah, else. Come yeah, on.
2: Yeah. Now. No, professional friends. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was the the biggest thing in like having enough. I mean, yeah, we are friends, and so having <laughs> enough like drunken rants about like the woes of our chosen career paths and like what we want to see in the world and finding common ground there I think like pulled us together yeah
1: yeah no Sam is a lovely collaborator she's so creative Creative and just a powerhouse of a dancer and uh creator and so I'm just delighted to get to spend so much time with her we've been together for like almost 48 hours straight now oh wow (laughs) holy shit because we also work weddings on the side so we just worked a wedding last night uh so one AM, drove her home, and then we went to bed and got up and I was met like, Good up. Good morning, are you coming to get me?
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. What what I think is really interesting too is like uh okay, so I've known both of you since university and and uh it, it's weird because like your guys' processes, like obviously different art forms, but you have you seem to have very different processes, but it works well together. So how do you find like the common ground when you're working together? Like is there is there ever a time that you're like Okay, no, it has to be this way and you're like adamant with the other person, or do you kind of find that common ground a lot a lot quicker?
1: I think being friends really helps with that too, where we're able to like if we don't agree about something, we can come at it very gently and we're both kind of in it for the art first and mm-hmm. then yeah. like it's best idea in the room wins. Yes. It's not about like, Oh, my way is the only way to do this.
0: Yeah, like there's no ego involved with it. It's no it's yeah. and especially when we're, when we're friends. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: And like thinking about what medium serves this part of the story best. We work on other projects where it's more, certain things are more theater-based, certain things are more dance-based, and certain things are more of a good, like, a closer 50-50 split, and it's about, like, what is the best way to tell the story, or what is the most compelling way to tell the story? Um, that, yeah, is the most important thing, rather than being like, it's my show. <laughs> um, back
0: <off. laughs> I'm not gonna lie, That's uh, that's that's what I wish I had more of with Aaron. Aaron is... <gasps> Very adamantly, just anti everything. He's got It's got to be his way. I'm just here.
1: <laughs> so as soon as he's not here, we we can just go to town on Aaron. Oh,
0: absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, no. We we make fun of him whenever he's not in the room. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Your Good your to world,
1: know. We're just living in it. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, so you guys uh, founded the company recently. Like you just had your launch this spring, right? Yes, did. Yeah. And, uh And uh, it was at City and Country Winery. Yes. Uh, Thank you
1: for the recommendation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, we, we've talked about City and Country because I did a Christmas show there uh, for, like, their Christmas party for all of their, like, best clients. And uh, it caused a big old stir in the comedy community because uh, a certain old comic did not believe that I should be doing corporate work and got very upset and I was like these are my friends fuck off like <laughs> it was it was a little weird yeah uh so then Aaron really went off on this dude cuz he has no horse in the race and yeah. it made it really uncomfortable but so funny <laughs> <laughs> Damn. um but uh but yeah seeing country great venue um what uh when when you decided to do your launch like uh, what I thought was really interesting was building up to it i knew nothing about it but i just kept seeing you guys posting things that were in Baker Miller pink and those are
1: called Easter eggs.
0: Yeah. These little Easter eggs that you were just planting. And I was like, Oh shit. What, what is this? So what, uh, like obviously the artist that we're talking about today, because people are reading the title is Taylor Swift and, and her album speak now from 2010. Uh, but did you get some inspiration from her and how she, she drops these little Easter eggs?
2: 100% I said, (laughs) how do we want to market the launch of this company? And, and Kaylee was like, you know how she like, Announced the Lover album very slowly over the course of time and then was like, hey, surprise, this is what's happening and everyone and she was like, But uh, you knew this because I had posted, like, 21 Instagram posts with little Easter eggs of, like, technically, if you were watching, because now we're all looking crazy. um, (laughs) If you're watching, you know all of the track titles. You know exactly what day, time, and what position the moon's going to be in when it comes out. Yeah. And
1: She had, like, a surprise appearance that a bunch of people showed up for, but only with the, like, Easter egg clues up until that point. And I was like, how did you know where to be? I, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. I still don't know how they got there. Yo, no.
0: Kids on the internet are fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. actually insane. That's and
1: Swifties are, like, a whole other level.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it, it takes it to an, an absolutely another level.
2: We reference, well, so in our show, um, Taylor's version, mm-hmm. we reference uh, the meme from, "It's All, or the part of It's Always Sunny uh, with the Pepe Silvia like, conspiracy theory board. Okay, <laughs> and I yeah. I think that is, like, an apt recurring <laughs> image uh, for the Swifty community is that we're const it's like the dark circles under the eyes and the strings are everywhere and it's like, okay, and she plans things at least three years in advance so we have to be thinking right now, what is she going to do in 2026? I don't know. But I should
1: But I should know because it's all there. All the pieces
2: are there. We just have to put them together. Yeah, and the snake has one eye, maybe it's Carly Klass's eye, who knows? Um You know what's gonna be Oh
0: okay, I have I have something about that's that later. That's reputation
2: that's not the right album, but we'll get to it. We'll, we'll
0: get to it. I uh, okay, what what I think is really funny though is like, can you imagine if she throws just a fucking wild misdirection now?
1: I think she does that. She has done. That. I'm very annoyed about but, it.
0: But what if she comes out with like a straight up just hip hop album? Like, she's just spitting trap ventured bars.
1: into the Have hip-hop... you heard Thug Story?
0: <laughs> no, I have not. With T-Pain? <laughs> no.
1: Oh, it's a great... It's an SNL bit, but she and T-Pain rap together, and it's oh very God. good.
0: Oh, God. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I know that when she was on her Fearless tour, she did a cover of Eminem's 8 Mile in Detroit. Yes. Uh, an acoustic cover, and apparently it was actually really good.
2: Yes. Yes. She <laughs> yeah. can do anything she wants forever. She is the music With caveats, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if there is caveats on that
2: um, L- no she does crush
1: lose yourself and that's uncontested
0: yeah that is that is very much <laughs> uncontested just as uh, a
1: great sugar we're going down yes
0: Oh yeah. Okay, I, I've I've heard on the
1: Speak Now tour.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that, and that's really really cool. Okay, so I want to go back into uh, your your company now for a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. I'm really I'm really starting it off by making sure that the listeners who are tricked into clicking on this because they see Taylor Swift speak now, I'm making sure that they know you more than Taylor Swift that's how I They
1: probably l- already know Taylor Swift. So yeah, that's, that's respect, with so much love and so yeah. much admiration. She doesn't need help. Um. That's
0: true. But that's why, that's why I'm, I'm making sure that we talk about you guys more because uh, we Appreciate like to trick it. our audience. That's why we do a music podcast. Good. Yeah. Good. Our first episode, <laughs> we literally said that we were like, we are just going to put our podcast titles as whatever the album and artist is so that people accidentally click on it going full album on YouTube. Sure. And then they start listening. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Um, Okay, so uh, so something that I, I want to talk about, because you have a show coming up, uh, that has been in development for a, a few years now, and you've, yeah. you've had different iterations of it, and that is Taylor's version. So first off, when is it going up? I want to ask that right away.
3: We're
2: co-producing Taylor's version with DIY Theater, uh, September 23rd to 25th, the third weekend in September, Okay. Uh, at in Arts Commons, all of the... At the time of recording this, the details are confidential and tickets are not live. But at the time of publishing it, it is at
0: the big secret theater. Yes, it's, a, yeah, it's <laughs>
2: at the big, it's, <laughs> it's at the big secret theater. Tickets will be at, on DIY Theater's website. Okay, also probably on the Arts Commons website. Also, yes, also probably on the Arts Commons website.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And now my my follow up question to this, because we're gonna go way back now. Yep. Because logically that makes sense. Uh, how did you come up with the idea for Taylor's version?
2: Take it away, Riggett.
1: I mean, honestly, it was really more Sam had the original idea and wrote the proposal and then got accepted into a festival called the Common Ground Festival, which was also mashed up with the like Calgary Calgary Clown Clown Festival Festival for that year because it was the first year coming out of COVID. So it was called the Common Clown Festival. And so she got accepted and then messaged me right away and was like, hey, we both love Taylor Swift. We've been bonding over it throughout the pandemic. It's the thing that's been keeping us going. Want to write a show? And I was like, yes. Yes, yes I do. Thanks (laughs) for asking.
2: Yeah. The biggest thing I think, I mean, I had also been as, you know, one in four Canadians had done in the pandemic was go back to school. Um, So I went back to school and studied uh, gender and sexuality and was really interested in uh, like the weird dichotomy of like, why things are inherently less than because they're girly and like the nuance of female friendship and I was like you know who knows and writes a lot about female friendship and is also a female friend is Kaylee, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, kind of where it started. It was like partly I would like to make a tribute to our mother and overlord Taylor Swift, but also I want to make something that celebrates friendship because that joy felt important to put out in the world at that period of time
0: yeah and so so when you're when you're like initially coming up for the concept are you thinking of like the theme first and then figuring out how to tie it into taylor swift and then like making the
1: other way around the other way around we had a like brainstorming zoom session where we broke down all the like kind of bit parts that we would want to include and Mm -hmm. then kind of threaded a story through those that um was more the like overarching theme of female friendship and um Love. Joy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this particular show started with, like, what memes do we want to bring to life on stage? <laughs> and then was like, okay, but who's doing this? What's the context? And, who, like, who are these people to each other? And as it's evolved, because now this show's been in, in development for two years, it's become more about those characters and their inner lives and more about, like, the fan culture of Swifties as opposed to, um, like, what Taylor Swift, like... As opposed
1: to just people like talking about her, Mm -hmm. yeah, we uh, did the show recently in Next Fest in Edmonton, uh, which was a new iteration. We called it the Taylor Swift uh, the re-record, the re-record internally because we had to keep straight all our scripts. Uh, And we overheard a woman being like, "Yeah, it was about Taylor Swift's life," and I was like, "No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not." (laughs) That is not what it was about. <laughs> she was a strange woman.
0: It's amazing because I haven't seen the show and yet I know it's not about Taylor Swift's life. No, no. I, like that, that's, oh God, people at festivals are so weird. It's like, <laughs> very interesting.
2: No, I but th- like one of the central things that was like, er, one of the like central pieces of the show is a, a comparison based on an academic article that draws parallels between Bob Dylan and Taylor Swift.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: in the trajectory of the careers, in like key things that they have done stylistically, um, and like, and their and their like nebulous relationships to social justice and different social justice causes. And kind um, of being an artist of an
1: era. As yes, well. and being
2: an artist of mm-hmm. an era. One of my favorite things is one of our performances that we did uh, in June at Nextfest, there's a lady, Kaylee, and I decided to sit at the back of the theater, and there was an older lady sitting in front of us. And one of the character goes, "Well, actually, if you look at Taylor Swift's discography, she's a lot like Bob Dylan." And I could see her with her arms crossed, just like nope. <laughs> I, I could like I could feel the, like, I've decided to hate this coming off of her, Ooh. but
0: then
1: by the end of the, the like, big this whole We ton- call it the soapbox moment yes. where our character literally pulls out a soapbox, climbs up on it, and goes, well, actually. Oh, I love and that. And then, like, oh,
0: God, that's delivers, so good.
1: <laughs> delivers her, her slightly drunken TED
2: talk about it, and by the end, this old woman who had decided she hated the show was like, yeah, you go, girl, and was like, I was like, I was like, this feels like a bit of a cult conversion, but...
0: <laughs> that's, that's honestly amazing, because if there's one thing I really like, it's when art can change a boomer's mind. That that, uh, really, yes. <laughs> that really is like the Dream. best thing. Uh, also, like going off of that, I'm going to say a really hot take here. Go for it. And it's going to be something that for sure is going to uh, uh, piss off boomers. Uh, Taylor Swift, better artist than Bob Dylan. I
3: mean... I-
0: Bob Dylan, overrated. I don't think that his shift in eras is nearly as uh, revolutionary as Taylor Swift's.
1: That argument could be made. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that Electric Dylan was just bad. You can't really say... Like, that would be like me being like, you know what? I've been doing all these storytelling comedy for years. I'm going to go up and just do prop comedy. Yeah. Like, I could... Yeah, she's an no. artist
1: that does, like, experiment in their genre as well. So that, that can be respected. But she definitely puts on a better live show than he does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he is also ancient now, yeah. so that's a little harder. Yeah. But, but also, how does he remember any of his songs now? Because he's recorded, like, three albums a year. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, okay, so that's my hot take, and I am sticking by that. So, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but for legal reasons, I'm not agreeing with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Siobhan's dad's gonna hear that and go, but Taylor I Swift's hear- not an artist. <laughs> I'm hearing that, and I'm like, I don't
1: agree with your point. Of view. <laughs> I think our, like, our soapbox moment is more just, like, drawing parallels between them as both, like, very iconic artists, mm-hmm. and we're not saying one is better than the other. We're no. just saying that they are both very iconic.
0: And I totally get that, <laughs> but I'm definitely saying that she's better than well, Bob Dylan. you are Dillon. entitled to your opinion. There's
2: also, and I
1: mean, because we're going to talk about Speak
2: Now, mm-hmm. there was a big critique in the lead-up to Speak Now um, of Taylor Swift, like, not being a technically good singer, and I was like, are you fucking... Is Bob Dylan is a technically good singer?
0: Yeah, I sing like this. (laughs) Look, I'm looking at you, Sam, Sam the Tech Man. Shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speak now. No, we we do try to get our actors in. All you
0: are is mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: there's, Kate, yeah, actually. um, No, there's like an AI-generated... Taylor or Bob Dylan covering a Taylor Swift song. Oh God. It's beautiful. So that's,
0: that's the best thing that AI has ever done. And I,
2: it's, it's, it's very much like Taylor Swift could do tangled up in blue, but Bob Dylan could not do getaway car. Anyway, I,
0: you know what though, that, that, that is true. But I, I think that like that, Bob Dylan cannot do better than revenge. um. No, 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 he cannot. Uh, Also again, Old time He's old oh. as time, and I feel like he's going to continue being old as time. Like I don't think that he's going to be somebody. I, God, I hope he doesn't die before this comes out. But, but I don't think that he's going to like pass away for a long time. Like I think he's going to be. He's gonna I think stay so. Old this time. Yeah, he's going to be like Tony Bennett.
1: I think he might be t- until recently. Until <laughs> recently, uh, yeah. well, uh, yeah. that was a <laughs> poor reference choice for like this
0: week. Okay, well, Bob Dylan isn't 97 years old yet, so I think that's a pretty good one. He's fine. Yeah. He's good
3: he's good <laughs> you hope no that Bob no. Dylan no. dies you hope no. that Bob <laughs> Dylan dies oh we
0: don't
3: wish that on him we, we don't, don't, don't want him to die we do
0: not wish no. there's gonna be there's gonna be a part of the podcast that we just cut out and it goes uh so in this section spencer and sam sam the tech man we're talking about how bob dylan should die uh we figure that that's not appropriate since he just passed away yesterday um oh god no that would be okay that actually that would be funny that actually would be Um, okay so Okay. <laughs> okay so uh so obviously the first version of Taylor's version uh was in uh Common Clown yep. in uh that was 2022 Yes March 2022 20- yes, it was Oh yeah Yeah it was it was last year Time is an illusion um, Yes it
2: was in 2022
0: Okay so March of 2022 and then after that finished did you uh how much time did you let the script just sit before you went back to it uh, or did you go like right away like as the show was finishing you like we
1: let it sit for quite a while actually we kind of we knew we wanted to do it again for sure and then we just waited until we had an opportunity and like a guaranteed stage to put it on and then i dove back into the um, the Swifty world and had to rewrite everything because everything had changed. She'd released like one everything new re record. Yeah. yeah. And a new album. <laughs> a new, like, original that album. That music Midnight.
0: video is fucking sweet, I have oh, yeah. to say. Oh my cute. God. that That is like the total friendship music video. It was video.
1: also one of the surprise songs last night. Yes, last night.
0: Really? This
1: gives you a date of what, when we're recording this.
0: <laughs> yes, I totally was just in Lethbridge. That's when this was recorded. <laughs> that was so awkward what the fuck i don't know why i did that i'm okay. sorry okay. i gotta move on
2: it's okay. i was gonna say to kaylee's like absolute credit and testament and i bow down to you every single day that we work on this show is that oh my god the fan is also blowing
1: in your hair anyway um
0: yeah you look quite magical right now you look <laughs> do you do? enchanted Thank
1: you. Please don't be... No, I'm not going to that I was enchanted to meet you too, Taylor. I'm oh, no. <laughs> we can talk about that too. There's a very unhinged um, cover of Enchanted. We'll tell you about it when we get into the album. When we
2: get into it, I heard it the other day and almost threw up. For the anyway. first time I played
1: it for her in the car.
0: Oh, no.
2: We'll get into it. But, so, what I was saying is that um, because the, the, the Taylor lore and the universe, especially in the time that we've been working on this show, has been so rapidly evolving, like, by the day, new theories are sprouted. Or new announcements come out. New announcements come out, and she'll, like, start dating someone and break up with someone, and then Mm -hmm. suddenly she's back in the studio and she's flying to London to shoot a music video that reunites everyone who was in a music video. Like, it's nuts. So Kaylee has been making, like, daily changes to the script, especially when we were gearing up last iteration
1: of it to the point where a monologue was like never locked really (laughs) because we have this we told you about our always sunny in philadelphia conspiracy board Mm -hmm. but the conspiracies are ever evolving and so i had a whole one like mapping out when the release of speak now would happen and then then she announced it in the middle of rehearsals so we were like well back to the drawing board gotta completely change that because i was wrong
0: (laughs) oh shit
2: yeah we were like please don't drop or announce anything right before our shows go up because then our set pieces
0: are inaccurate this
1: monologue
2: is fucked
1: (laughs) yeah like in the week before is like the scariest time because she could do anything at any moment and we never know what she's doing that's true is my eye twitching
0: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) it did a little and i i totally get why it's it's wild too because like you're right we don't know what she's doing because like uh and and like listen here's here's something that people that listen to the podcast probably don't know but i am a swifty like going back into fucking high school uh, like that
2: we don't have to convert you no you
0: do not have to convert me (laughs) i'm like i'm like i I, i'm 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 a big fucking taylor swift stan uh what i think is really funny is that when i first like it was like in high school obviously like we all heard the music and everything but it was it was like February of 2014. I'm going to nail it down exactly when I became a Swifty. And it was because I went through a deep dive of like red and I was like, oh shit. Like there was so much that I missed because all I heard was like 22 and like, we're never getting back together. And like, so it was like, there was like, you know, I, I knew like the songs that were the hits at the time that were played at every high school party and dance. And she has right.
2: Terrible taste in singles. Yeah. Like, this is
1: something bad. That is- Outstandingly in every album, you're like, she picks the worst song on the album to be the single. Oh, no I, offense the to like people a who like representation them, but of the essence
2: of the
0: album. No, exactly. And yeah. it, and it's also like, it's also what I think is interesting is that it's not just the worst song that could be a single. It's the first single is the worst song that could be a single. Yes. Every fucking time. Like, I'm sorry, but like, no. uh, like, uh, God damn it. 1989,
1: Shake it off, shake it off. Yeah. That
0: that was it. I was like,
1: there's just so many better songs. There was the album. so like, many better other songs. Song. Like I love Shake It Off. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like 1989's lead single is probably the best of the lead singles. Yeah, Because yeah. They're all not good. But like me for lover is oh like, that was
2: the fucking worst. Sorry. Outstandingly
1: not good. Yeah. Um, and for Speak Now it was mean, right? Was yeah. the lead single? Which
0: also okay, I have to say this. This is a this is a, a personal pet peeve, and this is the only pet peeve I'm going to give to Taylor Swift. Okay, mm-hmm. I grew up playing the banjo. And when that fucking music video came out and she's strumming a banjo like a guitar.
2: And you're like, the fuck not.
0: The fuck not. That's not the sound that's coming out of the banjo right now. Why is nobody picking up on this? Uh, Why did nobody stop this? Why is this the thing that we're just like, yeah, that's okay.
1: She probably really wanted a banjo. Yeah.
0: I know, and her also her Wikipedia says she plays the banjo, and I was like, no, you, no, you don't. don't. You do no, not. You don't. We have you video evidence. We have video play evidence that you fucking play the guitar. You could definitely play a mandolin, a ukulele, anything that's like that that
2: strums. That strums. You do not. But
0: not pick. You no. cannot finger pick. You no, cannot do that. <laughs> no,
2: she can't, and she is ban- She obviously has a band that can do that. Something yeah, like them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Say, le Say, vie. C'est la voix, as The French say. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, okay. So now I have another question. Uh, one more question about Taylor's version before yes. we move on yeah. from that. Um, so, when it comes to like your like your version that's going to be coming up now uh, in co-production with DIY, how much from the Last two iterations is going to have changed and what can people expect when they come and see the show that like maybe if they maybe if they saw an earlier iteration what can they expect that's going to be different this time around.
1: Uh, well, I'm still working on the script, so okay, I'll let good. you know. But um, the exciting thing about this one is the fir- It's the first time we haven't done the show in a festival setting, so we have no time limit, and we yeah. were actually um, they re- DIY requested that we expand it to a 90 minute version.
0: Oh, that's amazing! So that's
1: the exciting thing that's going to happen is we have room and space to like add even more like meme bits into the show, it's but also refer
2: to it as uh, from the vault or this is the vault track, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like Swift. <laughs> Lingo, um, but yes, the meme bits come out. I'm not sure if it's ever come across
1: your lexicon the phrase a SWIMO. Do you
0: no, know what a SWIMO is, is that really? Swifty emos? Yes, ah. there's actually
1: a like massive crossover between like early 2000s pop punk fans and like emos and Taylor Swift fans, and there's so many covers that, like, lay perfectly over top of each other in um, the lore of, like, Suimos, and Speak Now especially is one of the albums that's the most, um, like, Suimo influenced because that was the music she was listening to at the time. Yeah. Actively influenced by That
0: totally makes sense, too, because, like, at that point she was on tour. It was right when she got, like, really famous, like, and she's writing this album while she's, you know, in a tour bus, basically. Yeah. Or in hotel rooms, and if the music that you're listening to that is not your, like, because, okay, obviously when her and I tour, very different situations. But yeah. I will say that when you're on the road and you're like, you're kind of alone with your own thoughts, things fucking change. You're writing your world perspective. Everything mm-hmm. changes. And so you're so influenced by what's around you on a normal day. But if you're really only listening to one or two things, you get super influenced by it. So hearing that makes a lot of sense because uh, Speak Now also has uh, Better Than Revenge, right? yeah yes. Which that is... That song, I remember when I heard it. Uh, that that would have been like February 2014 when I was like deep diving into everything uh, that was out up until that point, and I remember thinking like, why was I not listening to this in high school? Like that that was like it it sounded like everything else that I was listening to, and but like with such a fucking more aggressive flair to it, and I was like, this is something that could have been like warm up at hockey games, you know what I mean? Also, the because story it's of us. Girl. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the bullshit, yeah. you know?
1: That's also a big point that we try to make in Taylor's version is, like, it's just because something is popular doesn't make it bad yeah. or, like, othered, and that happens a lot. Sam, in her gender studies course, learned a lot about the aesthetics of subordination.
2: Yeah, this idea of, like... Um yeah, again, things being less than because they're feminine And this idea of, like, a guilty pleasure at all Which I think is, like, an interesting thing as Yeah well, like, As you've explored a lot of different artists and music And random, like, you know, there's niche pockets of things That are people that, like, I'll listen to this in my AirPods Um, Sorry, my off-brand AirPods from winners that I got for $10 Because I'm an artist um,
0: <laughs> I still But I'm not. But I'm not putting it on the aux
2: cord I mean, I have no shame I'll put anything on the ox cord yeah. You know this uh, uh, Yeah, we were listening to Glee covers last up. night uh- Shut <laughs> up
0: Yo, actually, though, it's funny because like uh, like y- mentioning that about the guilty covers thing I, or guilty guilty pleasures, guilty, yes. pleasures, guilty covers. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? man! Something. Glee. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that is the Glee version. Um, no, but uh, it, it, it's weird that people are like so weird about about uh, their own taste, because like I, I you know, this is something that I think is funny about like Aaron and I doing this is like we we are what where we bonded on. Like really heavily was uh, '70s rock and '80s pop because we we were like oh we got crossover there it's super easy to to find where we where we have a lot of common ground but then there's albums that uh, we'll suggest for each other where it's like that's not something I would have ever listened to and then I listen to it and I'm like oh this is now in my my mm-hmm. regular rotation like our third album was Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy and I was like. I was never like a big Tyler the Creator guy. I had heard like yonkers when I was in high school, but that was about it. And then once I heard that I was like, "Oh, I understand the hype. Like I get it. I get behind this now." And so it's like I feel weird when people discount discredit anything. The only thing I will say is like bro country. That is like we we do not fucking stand that on this on this at all. We are we are real music fans.
2: Yeah. No, that's <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to say it twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on, we got to talk about because you guys were just at a,
2: the Eras the tour. tour,
0: which I'm super fucking jealous about. But you and also so. I am rocking a friendship bracelet that was acquired at the Eras tour. Yes. So I'm feeling like secondhand. I was there, you know, like by by proxy, a part of me was there.
1: Yeah, that bracelet was at the Eras tour. It Which was at the Eras tour. So
0: fucking cool. So okay. So the first thing that I want to ask is like, what was the first off? What was the energy like at that show?
1: Ah, it was wild. It so,
0: was so wild.
1: Fun. So nice. So kind.
2: Yes. It was also the thing is that like. Taylor Swift's fan base spans so many generations and it's actually like we knew this having done research and made a show about it but like still shocked me to see like people there there was this sweet little old man in like work coveralls and a fedora and on the back of his fedora he had, or on the back of his coveralls rather he had emblazoned karma street cleaner which is a reference to the song karma from uh, midnight
3: that's fucking and great. he's walking
2: around by himself smiling, having a good time, <laughs> bopping around to Muna, just so pleasant. But then there's also, like, generations of, like, moms and grandmothers and granddaughters yeah. and then, like, all their friends. We signed this girl's T-shirt because it was her 10th birthday. But then we also saw these, like, old
1: money women. Yes, they were so wonderful. One was dressed as uh, Rebecca Harkness from The Last Great American Dynasty, which is on Folklore, if you want to look it up. Oh, that but that's she looked cool. But it was Amazing. also a real person. <laughs> yeah. She had like these long like opera gloves and on the back of her dress had written had a marvelous time ruining everything. That's the
2: other thing is that um it the was costume. it was a beautiful space <laughs> to be Extra and be ridiculous and that there was no such thing as too much. Mm-hmm. There was also no such thing as, as too little. Like people would really phone it in and just wear a sparkly dress or a sundress and cowboy boots yeah. for the first time in their life. And I was like, This is a terrible mistake. But
1: um, <laughs> we saw a girl walking down the ramp who was like, I'm gonna take my boots off. I can't keep doing this, and she was doing that like first timer in cowboy boot limp. Oh no. Um, and I turned around and was like, I have blister band-aids and her mom was like, No, go away we're like they're not used blister band-aids <laughs> <the> but anyway <laughs> but we that's, that's the thing like, like yes
0: i have a blister band-aid you pull it off and hand it to her no, god i was no. wearing
1: runners yeah <laughs> no like a smart person yeah <laughs> but, yeah, but it that's looks the like, thing you
0: don't go to a concert in like especially uh, not
1: that concert it's no. three and a half hours it's, long no it's, holy yeah. shit
0: what three and a
2: half hours long well she's on there for three hours no fucking breaks um, there were some, like, you can, there were some you sit downs, sit. there were some stand up, sit down songs. We didn't take any pee breaks
1: and I was so proud of us. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> also vocally, that is impressive.
1: It's so impressive. And I was so running impressed. down the runway. Yeah. Like it's nuts. It's, a it's so athletic. Stage. And the amount of times that she was alone on that stage, mm-hmm. I like, that's what really got me, especially in like the first set. Half, she yeah. was, it felt like she was proving something where she was like, I don't need anyone else here. I can be in front of 73,000 people in a stadium and be alone with my guitar. Yeah.
0: That's and and honestly like that's that's a really that is a powerful statement and a powerful feeling, but it's it's weird cuz that's like one of the things that I think uh, comedy does not it, it gets credit for in a club but it doesn't get credit for in in those bigger uh, you know situations mm-hmm. like theaters and and arenas. Yeah. It feels fucking weird when you're standing there and you're looking at, you know, 2500 people and you're just like they're all fucking listening to me and I am controlling the energy of the room. So for her to go out there just herself and be able to control the energy of a stadium.
1: Oh yeah. That's,
0: that's a whole nother, that's another level of artistry that just some people don't have. And some people do have.
1: Oh yeah. No, we could maybe say that Bob Dylan doesn't quite have that.
0: (laughs) No, he does not have that.
1: This is actually a Bob Dylan slam
2: podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um fits against Dylan
2: <laughs> <laughs> but to to circle back to the Araristo like the the kindest concert environment we've ever been to, certainly the most like welcoming and inclusive concert environment I've been to where it's like you can you can do everyone is welcome everyone is like cared for and protected i was like
1: felt very safe
2: yeah we live in a society but I was not worried about like being like groped or harassed at all the entire mm-hmm. time and it was like
0: which is honestly like impressive too for a show at an American concert like yes. that's we all
1: have to have clear bags so that people can like see that we don't have guns
0: Wow yep. it's very strict bag policy that's it you know what though like I don't think that that's a bad thing no, I, I was think that's fine a good it. thing like yeah
2: <laughs> no
1: was yeah. very stringent but like we felt like totally safe totally like And what was really cool too about the friendship bracelet thing which is um I've there's a line in a Taylor Swift song from Midnights that says make the friendship bracelets take the moment and taste it yeah. yeah So um it gave you permission to approach other people too to be like if you didn't want to approach someone and say I love your outfit you could kind of just be like do you want to f- trade friendship bracelets and then suddenly it becomes a community rather than just oh, like a bunch so of people cool. going along Oh that's so cool Oh yeah
0: That's really, really cool. Yeah,
2: we got to know a lot of the people in our section, people who were, like, standing in
1: line for drinks with us. It was, like, people
2: on the street who were just tailgating.
1: Yeah, and, like, the people who met us downtown, and I was just, like, wearing a T-shirt like my merch t-shirt but still um and they like stopped us and saw our bracelets and knew that we were there for the concert and it was a really cool thing to be able to identify everyone
0: (laughs) no and and and, and i think it's cool too because like any any artist that's able to create like kind of a culture around their show like it's just it's a better situation to be around that Mm -hmm. um okay so my my uh my my question now in this is going to be like this is a, a big one and i i'm not expecting you to have like an accurate like pinpointed uh, uh uh thing here but what was the set list like how did that get how did that show get divided was it divided by eras yep. so but not like, in order not no. in order okay so that's 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 i guess my biggest question was like i was wondering if it was in order of like or or if it was like they start with speak now and then it's reputation then you know t swift og
2: <laughs> yeah she actually doesn't play any songs from her, like, self-titled debut album in
1: the normal set. That's we the other were... interesting thing is, like, the percentages of the, yeah, like, yeah. divvying up of the
0: thing. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: But we have a theory about why that is. And I, I, We don't have a theory. I saw the theory on the internet. Um, but because... Um, Take credit for it. <laughs> because Debut, which is uh, Taylor Swift's debut album, uh, self-titled... Uh, is one of the ones that she doesn't own and hasn't re-recorded yet.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: she doesn't want any songs that aren't already trending to pick up in popularity after the Eras tour. So she doesn't give money to Scooter Braun, the master's thief.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: And so Speak Now, the same way, only had one song in the set because it was already trending on TikTok, and that was Enchanted. Um, and that one was popular, but none of the other songs were. So until she released Speak Now Taylor's version, she only had that one song in the set because that way it wouldn't pick up in popularity before she owned it. And then the second that Speak
2: Now, Taylor's version, was released, she She added added Long Live... To this, So now there's two songs in the set, in the normal set that are from Speak Now.
0: That's amazing, too, because those are like uh, also good choices of songs to include in the set and also to, uh, like, re-record in a way. Like oh, yeah. but But what I think is, is super interesting about that, like, the whole Scooter Braun thing, like, man, he is so gross. <laughs> like yes. Like, there's just, like, <laughs> yes. the, like I, I, I think it's funny that, like, we've talked about this a lot, like, obviously going through a lot of artists, like, Finding out, you know, artists that get bad deals and everything. But then there's a whole nother level when somebody buys someone's masters and then is refusing to sell them back. Because that's what Michael Jackson did to Paul McCartney. Yeah. And uh and but the funniest part about that one. I mean, that one, it's different because, you know, uh, Paul McCartney was like yeah, the way that you make money is you buy the masters and then you then you own the money and you own the music. It just makes you money. And then Michael was like, okay. And then he just went and fucking bought all the Beatles masters and Paul McCartney was like, no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: this was like skeevy backdoor this shit. This was skeevy backdoor. Skeevy yeah. backdoor shit. Taking advantage of someone who signed their contract when they were 14 and then yeah. were was renewing it, leaving the label. I mean, you know the story yeah. more specifically oh. than I do, but like completely taking advantage of of
1: after she yeah. specifically like when she was leaving the label, she'd requested that she wanted to buy her masters. That was mm-hmm. something she wanted to do, and then they went behind her back and sold it to someone else.
0: God, it's so gross, and and like also, it's just like the the amount of things that 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 man just it, it does is just gross. Like a, his whole thing with Justin Bieber is gross too. Like it's just it, it's it, it. He's a gross person. He's mm-hmm. a disgusting human being. Yeah, uh, but that seems to be the 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 music industry. Yeah,
2: it, entertainment industry exactly. Executives are having a bad time right now.
0: Yeah. Hey,
2: I hope you're having a terrible day. I, hope, I also hope the strike is over by the time this goes out. But it,
0: it won't be. But I but fucking only if hope. It settled. That
2: but only if it's settled in a fair way for artists. Yeah,
0: I hope that your gardeners all quit on you, so you have to fucking so you mow can. your own lawn, you lazy sack of fuck. So you can't uh, prune the
1: trees you know on top of not the strikers.
0: they're their own lawn. They're oh. letting that shit grow. So when oh, the yeah, gardeners
1: that was come back,
0: back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, trimming the trees. That was yeah, really that was fucking really gross. Not cool. No, everything about it is so gross with the with that strike. I don't know. I. I obviously I'm 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 obviously I'm in support of both the writers and the actors, and uh, you know, uh, going from being somebody that's been like working in television for a few years now, and funny enough, okay, saying this now, I know I'm a Canadian actor. But all of the productions I've worked on have been American because
1: that's kind of what comes here. And like you and I, both our summers are usually really busy with film work. And now they're now
0: it's completely empty to quote
1: Taylor Swift. Suddenly the summer, it's clear. Yeah, (laughs) this is going to happen the whole time.
0: And I'm, I'm all fucking here for it, honestly. Cause, you yeah. might
2: not even know it's happening,
1: but we've clo- quoted a lyric, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> honestly, that's going to be the game. Go back and find what lyrics we've all quoted. Anyways.
1: It's yeah. uh, <laughs> part of the game in uh, Taylor's version. There's a whole scene that has like five different lyric references in one page that are never directly referenced.
0: Ooh, no, none
1: of it is accidental. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. now uh, I want, before we move on, I want your, your honest review of the concert and what you felt was the best era.
3: Well,
2: in a Ooh. word,
1: transcendent. You yeah. go. Um, era. Yeah. Uh, honest review of the concert, like, 100 out of 10. It, great experience. Which era was my favorite?
2: Well, which era did you cry the most in? Because you cried... That's not fair. For
1: most <laughs> 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 How dare you? Yes. Um,
2: <laughs> temporal duration and amount of tears shed out of Kaylee's eyes are not directly correlate, correlated.
1: Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I would say probably. I mean, I'm partial to Reputation as an album anyway, and yeah. then the like the set for that was really cool. Fucking
0: underappreciated, I will say that album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, there, there I don't know why it gets so much heat.
1: Because it had a bad lead single.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because it true.
2: had a bad lead single, it was a jo- it was a genre pivot. People kind didn't of. know kind of. People didn't really know what to do with it and yeah, once again, the like hidden gems, the songs that we cry to the songs that you dance to with your husband are like buried in that album underneath
1: yeah. the world goes on another day. another drama. I'm like, stop it. Um, no. With so oh. much love. Stop it. But, but <laughs> yes. the final track on that album, New Year's day was our like private last dance at our wedding. And Aww. I, we were weeping.
0: Oh, fun fact about your wedding. At one point I <laughs> went up, I went up to the uh, DJ uh, and I said, Hey, you need to play more Taylor Swift. I was really drunk. Thank hey, you for
1: that wasn't impressed with the amount of Taylor Swift after I'd no. specifically been like I'm a big fan. And then
0: and then he was like he was like, "Yeah, I'm on it." And I was like, "You're not on it good enough." And he's like <laughs> he's like, "Well, I have a song queued up." I'm like, "Queue up 3." He's like you're not a part of the wedding. I was like, she fucking wants Taylor Swift. (laughs) It's for the bride. I was not, I was not, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I get really fun drunk. (laughs) You sound fun. Like where I'm just like, I'm like, listen, everybody needs to have a good time. And I get very angry when people are not letting people have a good time. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move on now, uh, from, from, uh, the eras and all that. I have a game.
2: Okay. Perfect. I have two
0: games actually. The first one is finish the lyric. Oh,
1: okay. Easy. Okay.
0: So I'll, I'll say the first part of the lyric. You have to finish the second part.
1: Okay. Uh, Do we have to buzz in? Do, can we play as a team?
0: Uh, you have to buzz in. So you're okay. you're competing against okay. each other. Also, also, you have to name the song and what album it was from.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Easy, yeah.
1: Okay. You're going to be faster than me. I'm scared.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: but I might get it wrong. Okay. No, you won't.
0: <laughs> here's you will Here's the first one.
1: We can make D- a noise. I can just slap the table.
0: Just say ding. Whoever says ding first, Sam will be in charge of of determining who was first. I got this. Um, Thank you. And I will be in <laughs> charge of determining who was right. Okay. Okay. So. But what if I'm all right, 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 right here?
2: Ding. Uh, easy they come, easy they go. Fuck, I can't remember the rest of it. La, 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 la. I've been the archer. I've been the prey. Who could ever leave me, darling? But who could stay? What? It's from the archer, though. It's from the archer on Lover, but I fucked up the lyrics. Go. You know. Oh, no. No, you like this line. You like this line. It's the one that I have a conspiracy theory about. (laughs) Can I ding again? Yeah. Ding. I cut off my nose just to spite my face. You got it right. And I hate my reflection for years and years. I wake in the night and pace like a ghost. My room is on fire. Invisible smoke. Or invisible smoke.
0: i I only had the rest of the line
2: (laughs) that song is in taylor's version but not for long um well maybe we
1: we're actually should, should i should i tell them what we're gonna do no Okay. It's gonna
2: be a surprise, but that's the hint. There's um, an Easter
1: egg in that sentence.
3: Ooh.
2: Ooh. Yeah. But that song is from The Archer, which is on Lover, and that is a sleeper, and she plays it in the Aeros Tour, all by herself uh. on
1: the stage, and everyone cries, and maybe vibes. And Fuck there's yeah. this incredible TikTok where like there's uplights during the archer and someone got an angle where she's just glowing. It looks like Sailor Moon's like transformation when she like turns like glowing. Ooh. Except it's just an actual video of the Aeros tour. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
0: that's magical. really cool. And Lover is right Lover there. Lover
1: is right here. Lover is wonderful.
0: Okay.
2: Except for Brendan Urie. Anyway.
0: Now, the second question is, or the second lyric. Okay. I'm a mess, but I'm a mess. I'm the mess that you wanted.
1: Oh, that's you. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, I might just have to sing it. Is that okay? Yep. Mess, but I'm the mess that you wanted. Oh, this is from. Oh it's I'm, dancing with our hands tied. From Reputation. From Reputation. But I can't remember the line that comes next. Oh no! Yeah. Deep fears that the world would unite us. Deep fears oh, But the world would unite us. Baby, can we dance? Oh, through an avalanche! <laughs> <laughs> say, say that we got it. I'm a mess, but I'm the mess that you wanted. So, mm, cause it's gravity keeping you with me. Yeah, you yes! got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, got you. so you're tied right now. <laughs> oh, stress.
0: Now this one's gonna be. This one's gonna be you a curveball. You got some deep cuts. Oh, I. It gets harder.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, we can do this. We can do this. Okay.
0: Okay. The lyric is, I like the way you'd hold me.
1: Well, that's just too short. That, I feel like that's in multiple songs. <laughs> yeah. I like the way
0: you'd hold me. It actually isn't. I double checked this Ooh. one. It is only on one.
1: Fuck.
2: Can I, can I, can I, does she own this song?
0: No. Oh. Oh. Honestly
2: so I mean, it has to be from debut 1989 or repetition.
3: Yeah. Fuck.
0: It is not. What? It is not from any of those.
1: Oh, is it um sweeter than fiction?
0: It Something like not. that. Though.
1: Is it from My Heart Question Mark?
0: No. Oh, it oh is, is it an not.
1: unreleased song?
0: It is not an unreleased song. It's an exclusive.
1: Oh, is it that freaking is it If it's is it Beautiful Soul from Cats?
0: It is not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that awful. Was also, that's
1: also not what the song is called. That's Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney. Oh, Beautiful Ghost from Cats. Beautiful Ghosts" from Cats. I was like, that's I did the movie. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I like the way that you'd hold me. Oh, fuck. Um, is it the Fifty Shades song?
0: It no. is not.
2: No, that's not. No.
1: Now I'm we're not. just guessing songs. Okay. We were so confident. This gonna, is embarrassing. Was Today was a fairy tale? Because that came out. The, that is
0: not. No, it is. It is oh, also, my God. You've stumped us. Okay. What it is fuck? from the Napster Live exclusive oh, from 2006. That's an unreleased. Baby. It is not. I found it.
1: It's not. It's unreleased though. You can find things that are unreleased.
0: The final question. Yep. What if angels did not pay attention to all the things that we wished they would always do?
1: Oh. I feel like this is a trap.
0: It's not Star Wars. Well, no. (laughs) I
1: assume that it is indeed Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yes, it is. Thanks.
0: Do you need me to say it again?
1: Yes. Slightly slower.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What if angels did not pay attention to all the things that we wished they would always do? Oh,
1: is it? Is it another unreleased one?
0: It's not an unreleased one. This one I know for sure is not an unreleased one. Is it a song? It is a song.
1: Okay. Just wanted to clarify. It's, it's not song like a quote from, an from an the Lorax or something.
0: It's a song from an album.
1: Okay. From an album.
2: Can we, like, gradually... Can I guess the album? Yes. Is it from Folklore? No. Is it from Evermore? Debut. No. Is it from Debut? No. Oh, fuck. Is it from... An- what if angels... Angels, angels... have oh, no. I don't know. You've stumped us again. Okay. I have no fucking clue. The
0: rest of the lyric is... What if happiness came in a cardboard box? Oh. Then I think there is something we all forgot. What would happen if presents all went away? It's from Taylor Swift, Sound of the Seasons, The Holiday Collection. Fuck off. Christmas yeah. <laughs> must be something more.
1: I hate Damn that. it. I knew that one. You love Christmas and Taylor Swift. I can't I know, believe but that, one's, this. that one's very religious. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's a little too Christian for you. Yeah. I'm okay.
0: Gonna... Okay. So oh. now I'm going to go into Taylor Swift trivia. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can so oh, so this is. Well, now I'm is, not
1: feeling nearly as confident as I was. I know.
0: This is six questions. <laughs> it's going to be the same. Ding in when Kay. when you think you've got it. Okay. And uh, and I'll tell you, uh, if you're right or wrong, Sam will be in charge of determining who, dang- who dinged yeah, if faster. There's a,
1: if there's a question, I am the
0: final say. Okay. I
1: just want to play as a team. I know. Okay.
0: <laughs> I know, but I like pitting you against each other. I'm vicious like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's okay. So, at 11, she won a local talent competition. What song did she sing and by what artist?
1: You know this can like see the outfit that she wore <laughs> oh oh Mm-mm.
2: is it by Tim McGraw I don't I don't think I know this no honestly no
0: okay it is big deal by Leanne Rimes
2: oh fuck
0: yeah okay I so have so
2: I did watch the video
0: you guys are still tied by the way all together you're still tied you yeah. both have one uh,
2: doing poorly <laughs> Where I'm embarrassed but continue
0: okay so in 2008 Taylor made her acting debut on CSI what was her character name huh
1: yeah. dead body <laughs> number three no I don't know no I we don't <laughs> was it Taylor
0: no it was Haley Jones oh. <laughs> huh. okay
1: I'm learning so much
0: how many Grammys has Taylor Swift won
1: Brownies, Grammys. Grammys.
0: Oh. <laughs> Brownies? She's getting so many points right now. That Just handing out grandma. those brownie Grammys. points.
2: Grammys, Grammys,
1: She's Grammys. got Grammys. Betty Crocker's.
2: Yeah. Um, the last one is folklore.
1: Yeah, I know that. Okay, uh, let's do math together. Kay. We're working together. Yeah, <laughs> yep. fuck the system. We're working together. Okay, <laughs> okay. so she won for fear. Just like Taylor yeah. Swift wanted. Um... And then she won four in the 1989 year. Yeah. And then she won one for Folklore. Yeah. And then I think she may have taken, like, a couple other random ones, um, but not Best Album. No.
0: What is your final answer?
1: I'm going to say nine. Nine? Oh. No, I'm wrong. But I think with the Folklore thing... um, she like just tied with Beyonce for most Grammys yes. for a female artist. Yes. So how many Grammys does Beyonce have? I don't know.
0: You don't know how many Grammys Queen B has?
1: No. What the fuck? I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I don't know how many <laughs> Grammys she has. Why would I know how many Beyonce has? I'm gonna, see, you know
2: what? I'm gonna say eleven.
0: You are correct.
1: I knew it. Yes. <laughs>
0: so sorry, Sam.
3: <laughs>
2: just ruin yourself. Okay. So I knew it in my heart.
0: Taylor has a famous relative in the family who is it and what do they do
2: her grandmother marjorie uh was an opera singer
0: you are correct now what was her full name
2: i don't know what her last name was but the song that she wrote on evermore called marjorie which is about her grandmother and samples uh her grandmother's voice is very sweet and we played it at my mom's funeral It's i, beautiful. I was
0: honestly <laughs> just hoping you'd say her name because i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> i have not written down and no I, fucking I, clue. I fucking, can i try yeah it's uh, oh wait No.
2: No. no oh, oh shit no i'm looking oh, at trivia yeah. i didn't see i didn't see anything <laughs> okay. i have no idea I have no idea. Okay, it's
0: M O E H L E N Camp, like K A M P. Is it not Molen Camp? Camp. Yeah. Molen Camp Finley.
2: Molen Camp Finley. Marjorie oh, Molen Camp yeah. Finley. Not John know. Cougar.
0: No. Never no. John Cougar.
2: No, it's it's a bit more more Dutch than that. But yeah. Yes. No, yeah. that was her grandmother, and you can hear her voice on the track Marjorie and Evermore. It's
1: Cheers. really beautiful. It's beautiful. That's
0: really sweet. It I didn't and know she that. she sings
2: it. She sings it in the Eras tour, which is like the the Evermore yeah. set, which is my favorite set. Like. Are songs
1: that you're like, why would you sing this in a stadium? But it works. Oh, that's so perfect. It's so beautiful. I mean, I was like shaking, crying. And there's a line in Marjorie that says, "Um, "If I didn't know better, I'd think you were singing with me now." And that's when the like um, here comes in, and you can hear her grandmother in the background. Oh, so, so beautiful. She cries. Everyone
2: cries. There's yeah, like, we that's the like most weeping. like bare bones, the tech is, and then everyone pulls out their phones, because you get the light up wristband, and the, the wristbands aren't doing anything, the tech isn't do like, the stage is pretty minimal, everyone pulls out their phones and is waving it. And that's that was, like, a really thing cool. Of, it's very sweet, it's very
0: lovely. I fucking love that. Okay, so there's two questions left.
2: Yes, okay, ready. Okay,
0: this one. At age 12, she wrote a novel. What was it called?
1: Yeah. I thought you'd go easy on us, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we knew more than we did.
0: I had to go with the deep, deep, deep cuts, okay? I feel
1: like I only really know things that are music-related, to be honest. Her novel. Delora. I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> I also know all of her exes, but... Yeah.
0: It was it was called A Girl Named Girl.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this it. is the last question. It's a bonus one, and okay. it's uh, it, it, this one, I think you'll you'll know. Okay. Uh, do you think Taylor Swift has ever had a PR relationship, and why was it Calvin Harris? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a woman that I worked with on a TV show who said that she knew the people who set that up.: Really? Yeah. Wow. But I don't know if that's true.
0: Although you know what, there's some weird stuff that you find out.
1: Oh, no, actually, it was Tom Hiddleston she was talking about. Yeah, that was the PR one. That was the PR one.
0: That one, that one definitely would be a PR one. And I apparently, also, he
1: was into her. She was like, "This is PR."
0: And uh, yeah, you can kind of tell with the video of her dancing at him. Yeah, that was very awkward. I don't know no, why. No, that was a rough time. That was a very rough time. I mean, her time. dance
1: moves are usually awkward, though, so They're that could be a fairness, of it. like
0: right at that time, she had already like she had just broken up with, you know.
1: She actually hadn't broken up with him yet. Are you talking about the Met Gala video where she's dancing with Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. They, uh, they hadn't broken up yet.
0: Her and Carly Kloss hadn't broken up yet?
1: Oh! No, oh! I Calvin didn't know this Harris. was a Gaylor podcast!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start us. I was about to talk about Maddie Healy stuff, but we can talk about this first. No, no, no. We we talked about this. <laughs> we how said we were weren't not going to talk about this. <laughs> this. But I also was about to say on the topic of PR relationships, I think that's a PR breakup, and it's also not real. But anyway.
1: <laughs> but we're not talking about her personal. But we're not
2: life. talking about it because it's not our business. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm so glad that I know so much deep lore stuff from just sitting on the couch beside Siobhan <laughs> listening to TikToks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. TikTok is a great source of information. They, totally reliable.
0: They go fucking crazy with some of the rumors on there. Oh, yeah. It's insane.
1: Yeah. But, the theories,
2: us included, the theorists are, are nuts. I will also say I was watching um, uh, like a talk show that Lena Dunham, her ugly friend, was on. Hey. <laughs>
0: She's not her friend. How dare you?
2: <laughs> she has to have one ugly friend. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's a Catherine Ryan bit. That's not me. And it um, has to
0: be the one that like might have done some awful things yeah, to a bit her questionable. sister. So and you know. also
2: was engaged to Jack Antonoff, Taylor Swift's like
0: yeah little <laughs> buddy.
2: Um, There's so many rumors. <laughs> her little guy. Um, but Lena Dun- Dunham was asked like who was who do you think was Taylor Swift's worst ex? And she was like paused for a moment and was like. Calvin Harris because he was the most petty about it, and I was like, you know what, one one more strike against. We knew he was the worst, but yeah,
0: it, I, that whole thing did seem weird. Yeah, too. I mean,
2: he didn't groom her, but he
0: was the worst. He was the worst, and, it, and yeah, I think part of the reason why he was the worst too is because uh, she is an artist and he, he is, is a DJ. A DJ that literally <laughs> is <laughs> like, I I just I I don't know like uh, when I met you in the summer.
2: That's not real. Um ugh, <laughs> that's stupid. Ugh. I
0: hate it. I hate it so much. Okay, so I've actually been preparing because we've known that this is going to happen for a few months. Good. And I am not a musician.
3: Oh no! Oh, are going to sing? Oh, for you're going to do it. I'm not
0: going to sing for you, but I'm going to play a song. Yay! And Sam is ready for this. Okay, so
1: oh fuck. <laughs> Sam just turns off the camera.
0: <laughs> okay. I have had to kill the mic on him before for playing this guitar. That's, That's not that is true, but uh, What's okay. Do
1: you have seat. space for this?
0: I mean, I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. This, <laughs> this could be awful, uh, or it could be magically amazing.
1: I'm so excited I mean, either, either way. way.
2: Than revenge. I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Okay.
1: Wow.
2: Is this the? Is this the bit in Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs>
0: The song? Oh
2: my gosh. No. I mean, it could be any Taylor Swift song because she plays the four, same four chords, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You're doing the so, four chord. Yeah. It, it could, could be, be any, any song of pop. Yeah.
0: It's from Fearless.
2: Romeo, take me. I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you want to sing a little for us?
0: I don't know the words. Oh. <laughs> I also can't sing and play guitar. What? I don't think you can play guitar. <laughs> Please enlighten. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you so that much was, for preparing that, was, uh, that
0: for uh, us. You belong with me. I was about <laughs> to get that. Not
2: because there was a- I had any inclination or indication of that. But you just- know what? You know what the
0: worst part is? Is that I actually have been working on that. I'm not kidding. Every fucking day for Aww. months, and I've been trying so hard. But also, uh. I don't. I. I did not have time to tune it either, so that didn't help. So I'm gonna. Kind of beautiful and mysterious. Yeah, it was. It was was kind of mysterious. There we go. We'll go with that. Sam is so disappointed right now. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" You know what? I'll gas you up.
3: That
0: was a very sweet
2: gesture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It wasn't the kazoo. I'll give you that. It was a sweet gesture. It was a sweet gesture. I tried. I tried. Okay, so every episode on Misfits on Vinyl, we talk about an album. Sometimes it's one of our favorite albums. Sometimes it's a very popular album. Sometimes it has a crossover on the Venn diagram. I would say this is one of those ones. So the album that we are talking about this week is Taylor Swift's Speak Now.
2: Peanut Peanut
0: Ow. Ow. I'm glad you're the same impulse me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, so this album was released on October 25th, 2010 through Big Machine Records. It was wrote by Taylor, uh, the two years well touring to promote uh, Fearless. Uh, it's a country pop, pop rock and power pop album. Uh, It was produced by Taylor Swift and Nathan Chapman, who is uh, Nathan Chapman is an American producer, works in mostly country music. He's worked on a lot of Taylor Swift albums, including uh, Fearless, Speak Now, Red in 1989. Um, In 2001, he graduated from Lee University and converted his shack in his backyard into a recording studio. And that is where they primarily recorded Speak Now how it's very proto long pond <laughs> <laughs> uh now what's cool is he's also worked with shania twain the band perry uh tenille arts and lady a um it was uh this album was inspired by her transition from adolescence into adulthood uh it, it's a loose concept album consisting of a lot of songs of uh You know heartbreak and kind of just dealing with going through you know not being a kid anymore and and also being thrusted into fame in such a way where you're just like holy shit it's happening now um because of the extensive touring schedule taylor said that her third album uh she wrote alone because i'd get the best ideas at 3 a.m in arkansas and i didn't have a co-writer so i would just finish it and then it would happen again in new york And then it happened again in Boston. And then it happened again in Nashville, which is a lot of places for it to just keep happening.
1: I mean, there's like a lot of documentation that that's when she gets her best ideas. And there's often like midnight recordings on her like voice memos on her phone that she takes into the studio and finishes up. But like, that's not uncommon for her. That's the whole theme of midnights is she doesn't sleep.
0: (laughs) Ah, I did not know that. I'm learning.
1: Oh yeah, terrible insomnia.
0: That's really... That's something her and I have in common. (laughs) (laughs) I also write my best jokes at two in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she wrote uh, 25 songs for this album and then had to narrow it down from there. Um, On this album, she was uh, really good at avoiding anything that was like sexual references uh, to keep the good girl image intact. Uh, apart from Better Than Revenge. Apart from The Mattress. Yeah, that's that's a big old fucking, uh, we know what you're talking about there. Come on now. Yeah. Um,
1: but I it's not about it. her, so. Well, that wasn't on the album. No, that's I probably why it wasn't on the album. No. <laughs> no, that one's about exhibitionism. Anyway. Come
0: on. Okay, so now <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you know what the working title for the album was?
1: Do you? I don't, but can I guess? Yeah. I feel like it was probably Sparks Fly. That's a better lead single.
0: It was <laughs> not. It was actually Enchanted. I was
1: about to say Enchanted. Yeah. She was doing a, like, one-word thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
0: uh, the only reason that it it changed from Enchanted to Speak Now was uh, Scott Bruchetta was like, that is not what the theme of the album sounds like. It doesn't sound like you're going, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like a, you're a fairy tale. It sounds like you've got some shit to say.
3: But also, he's right. It's not very
0: magical. Yeah, it's not very magical. I
1: feel like it's good, like 50 though. Like, there's lots of references to like castles and fairy tales and True. things like that. Like, I don't think it's that far off.
0: No, today was a fairy tale was around this time too, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Uh um, no, it was in the Fearless era. It
2: was yes. Yeah, so when she re-recorded Fearless, it was included as a ball track on that. But if we think about, you're right because of like Long Live has a lot of like mm-hmm. imagery. To yeah castles and, and things also there's a vault track the one that she re-recorded with Haley williams it's called castle crumbling there is some like medieval fairy tale oh that's pretty cool I I mean,
0: even
1: mine the... has some of that too True. i
0: i wish she would come out with like just like a, a hardcore folktronica, like like a bibio style album yeah. oh that'd be so fucking cool like she has like actually that's the collab that we need ...is Bibio. Bibio and Taylor Swift. I do love Bibio. <laughs> I fucking... Uh, I'm a huge Bibio stan. Uh, uh, the, like, honestly, like, she's done enough with Bon Iver, She's done enough with The National. Let's get a better electronic solo artist in. Let's let's do it. Uh, okay, so although Fearless's commercial success allowed her to engage with a larger group of producers, she worked solely with Chapman because she believed they had a productive relationship. The recording process started with a demo... Uh, Swift recorded vocals and played guitar, and then Chapman sang background vocals and played other instruments. After arranging the demos, they approached engineers and other musicians to tweak some elements, including overdubs and program drubs. Uh, The first track he produced with Swift on Speak Now is Mine, which they recorded within five hours.
2: Yeah, she's a bit of an uh, Alexander Hamilton about it, if you will. Yeah. Very prolific, very fast. Right,
1: it's like she's running out of time.
0: I feel like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I don't know if collaboratively I'd work well with her or not.
2: I'm just curious what she's like.
0: Yeah, I mean, the things
1: that we saw in Miss Americana, which is also like curated by her team. Yeah. But, But it looks like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. And also, OK, I got to say this about Miss Americana. Ooh, I, I <laughs> my favorite fucking part of that whole documentary was when her dad and like all these management bros are trying to be like, you don't get to talk. Uh, like, hey, maybe don't talk about political stuff. Yeah. Don't do this. And then she just went, fuck off. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you fucking go. You yeah. do it. You do it. That's awesome.
2: Especially when one of your managers like. The people on this team is your dad. Yeah. Like imagine standing like, you know what? Burn professional bridges, whatever. Like. Yeah,
0: but standing up to your dad, like that's a Daddy, tough no. one. No,
2: no, but like. Yeah, <laughs> especially,
0: especially like let let let's consider this They're also too. So like, so tall, but anyway, they are very tall. They <laughs> they seem like giant people. Um, but it, it's extra hard since like, uh, can you imagine how weird it is to to say that when your family literally moved. So that you could have a shot at a career that, like, there's kind of, like, a fucking 50-50 on if it's even going to work. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. you know, there's there's people that say, like, oh, well, like, her family was well off. It was it was impossible to fail. Yeah,
3: but they were
2: from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, they... and
0: there's so many rich people who want to be singers who fail miserably. Yeah. Who
2: moved to Nashville with your... At the time, 14-year-old child.
0: Yeah, and and your eight-year-old other child. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Are you kidding? You're you're actually just gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, like that would be like me asking my mom, hey, listen, I really wanna be an actor. Can we move to LA?
2: Also, I just lost my front tooth. Like
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not you specifically, I know.
0: <laughs> well now you just made it weird. What the fuck, Sam? So what old- the fuck? Uh oh. Oh god! Yeah, I get it. I'm a hideous fucking troll. Everybody you know fucking point at from? the freak. Look at the I look at the fucking freak stuff. show over oh, here. I, I, That's why it's see? an audio nah, mostly you're in, format. you're on your own, kid.
1: Oh, fuck off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck.
3: I'm sorry. I
2: didn't mean to
1: do that. Okay, um, let's just no, move on. Okay, like, yeah, no, incredibly
0: young and like. Yeah, I like that I made you so uncomfortable when I was just fucking with you, I but I knew you were gonna get that.
1: soft for all of this. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's fair.
2: Sweet nothing.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. That was not subtle. Uh, no, but like I, I, I do think like it, it's crazy. And then yeah. uh, the, the the argument of industry plants yeah. is the funniest thing to me because how many industry plants do you see fail? And then on top of that, like here's a here's a great example from recent times. Uh, everybody thought that uh, Tramp Stamp was an industry plant, right? And there was that whole thing about, like, oh, they're industry plants because, like, look, they work in the music industry. And I'm like, okay, one of them is a fucking receptionist at a music office. That, that's not the same thing. That Like, there, there still is a talent there. Yeah. So uh, for your parents to gamble that much on you and then change their entire lifestyle around you as a child and then be like, oh, into adulthood, now you're providing for everyone in yeah. some way, shape, or form, for her to be like, hey, actually – fucking no yeah <laughs> that that takes uh, I- an incredible amount of courage
1: yeah and it must be very scary too because in miss americana she talks about how important it is for her to be viewed as good and to be liked and they're you know threatening her with her worst fear in that conversation where they're like you're gonna cut your fan base in half people are not gonna like you anymore yeah
0: which is weird because because that didn't happen that didn't happen no. In in fact, I think it made people be like, oh, I like that you have something to say about this. Like, because
2: that was one of the biggest critiques from the more like leftist liberal side of things is that like, yes, you're maintaining your strong country roots, but you're also being like co-opted for far right yeah. imagery because of your yeah. your
1: your good girl country, your good girl faith in your tight little skirt. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness, what happened to the Dixie Chicks or the, the chicks, chicks? Yeah. yeah. Is you Know its own precedent setting thing where it does make it scarier too, to speak out, especially oh, yes. when you're a well. And that was artist.
2: like that wasn't even like a public statement, that was like they made a comment during they, they a concert, off-handed
0: like, joke it, during a concert during a in concert. England. Like, and also, that was pre cell phone, so that means that somebody went home and was like, This is something I'm gonna write about and send it to a newspaper. And
2: then George Bush was like, I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, which uh, great, you man. can hear
0: more about it in our chicks episode. Ah, That's perfect. True. Yeah, we do have Thank a you. chicks episode. We well, covered fly. Um, okay, oh, love that album. It's a great album. Uh, after uh, after recording finished, uh, Justin Nybank Nybank Justin Nybank uh, mixed the album on Pro Tools and uh, at Blackbird Studios. Uh, he had mixed some tracks on Fearless, and within three weeks, he finished mixing seventeen tracks, including fourteen on the standard edition and three bonus tracks on the deluxe edition. Uh, because she wanted to speak now to be a uh, direct communication with her audience, he infused a monoral reverberation inspired by 1950s and 60s music into the mix to evoke a vintage and retro vibe that, according to Nybank brought a sense of authenticity to the album. I love that. Right? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, normally what we do after the after talking about the album is we go into about the artist. I feel like we've talked a lot about the artist, though. Yeah. Is, yeah. is there anything that you want to add? Any, like, lore? Any, any deep cuts that I've missed?
1: Uh, I think an interesting thing about Speak Now, specifically as an album, you talked about how she wrote everything by herself, and in your source material, it said because she was on tour and didn't have any collaborators. But there was also a big backlash after Fearless of people saying... Well, she doesn't even write her own music like she's not very talented Mm. not only were they saying she can't sing but they were also saying she's not talented and so it was also like we love our petty queen it was a little bit of an f you to the music industry to be like well i wrote this entire album by myself
0: wow yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah yes very only song that is on the original speak now that was not solely written by taylor swift is uh if this were a movie uh and now in the re-records it's been removed from that album and has been put onto Fearless. Which is a weird thing to do. Yes.
2: But also just goes to show she continues to value that the narrative of Speak Now as this yeah. like as a platform for her to yeah to prove her talents basically. And to
0: speak now.
2: Exactly. As you, as it were. Yes. <laughs> ah
0: okay so we're going to we're going to move on to the reception of the album. Uh okay so before it's released uh big machine ships out 2 million units like 2 million copies of the album which is honestly insane because when i was looking into this it turns out that's a lot for an album usually they release around 500,000 so they like and and this at the time like there's still an independent label so they just went balls out with it and were like fuck it we're we're sending everything at the end of the first week of sales 1,047,000 copies had been sold jumping it up to number one on the Billboard charts, and it marked the highest single-week tally for a female country artist and became the first album since Lil Wayne's The Carter Three to sell over a million copies in its first week.
1: Wow. That's really cool, especially because uh, an interesting thing about Speak Now and specifically Long Live on Speak Now is she kind of wrote Long Live as a, a farewell to her fans because after the Kanye thing happened... Uh, she thought that she was done. She thought that everyone was booing her and so she thought this was like her last album she was going to get to do. Wow. Um, and that's also what Castle's Crumbling which is a vault track on Speaking Now Taylor's version is kind of about too of like my career's over, I worked really hard and I don't think I'm going to be able to keep doing yeah.
2: this. So she's also going into it with like I'm going out with a bang,
1: goodbye and then yeah and then it blows up like this. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's nice to know that Big Machine, like, had a lot of faith in her that, no, 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 we'll order, like, way more copies than normal because this is going to be good. You'll be okay. And
0: <laughs> yeah. that's so crazy, too, because, like, the Fearless tour was not nearly as big as Speak no, Now No, the Speak like, Now
1: tour was nuts. Yeah, and yeah. Fearless... Well, that was her first international
0: Fearless, show. she yeah. was still opening for a lot of bigger artists, mm-hmm. too, like, to promote that album, which is also yeah. crazy. Um, what I think is funny about that is, like, mentioning the Kanye thing, okay, this is something that I would absolutely fucking die to see... Is uh, a, a Kanye and Taylor debate now.
2: Oh, of like the two of them in a room?
1: Just
0: the two of them in I a mean, room.
1: He's mentally ill. Uh, okay, so the album
0: was number one on the US Billboard 200, uh, number one on the country albums, and number one in Canada. Six times platinum in the US, platinum in the UK, three times platinum in Canada. Uh, it was ranked as 13th on Rolling Stones' list of best albums of 2010. 13. <laughs> that is pretty fucking crazy. That is actually really crazy. I didn't notice that until you said it. And <laughs> like, what the fuck? I did, I missed that the first time I was looking at this. Um, uh, it also appeared at number 45 on Rolling Stone's list of top 50 female artist albums of all time. Uh, the magazine commented... She might get played on the country station, but she's one of the few genuine rock stars that we've got these days <laughs> with a flawless ear for what makes a song click. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Especially on this album. Okay. Side note, because I realized I forgot to ask you at the start, favorite albums, favorite T- Taylor Swift album.
1: Well, the way we usually talk about the, the albums and therefore the eras is uh, in astrology terms because we are basic, um, so we What's always the
0: Virgo one.
1: No, no, no. What you do is you do <laughs> your Sun, Moon, Rising in Taylor Swift albums. Yes, oh, so an era okay. because there's not
2: twelve of them yet. Um, there's not like a a correspondence between an album and an astrological sign. Mm. But I would say, I mean, you you know yours better than yeah. Mine. I have a uh,
1: Lover Sun and a Reputation Moon and a I. Think my rising changes, but I think it's a 1989 rising. Yeah. Or a speak now rising. Yeah. I don't even know what mine are, because I'm a Gemini, so mine change all the time.
2: But. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, fair. I I see, and I'm a Virgo, so I just have a number one. Uh, red. Good choice. I'm going, I'm going hard yeah. and saying it's red. Yeah. Because I felt like that was like the the like that that album. Honestly, I feel like felt like a more genuine folk album than both folklore or evermore
2: did Mm, see i laid on the floor and cried to evermore and i love evermore i also love both of them but midnight has 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 grown on me i would also wager that midnight's isn't an era midnight in the way that it like encapsulates a certain like period of time Mm -hmm. the way that the other albums do so i think maybe that's the the most gemini of them all is (laughs) that is midnight's
0: (laughs) that makes sense okay okay that totally makes sense uh, okay, so uh, going on to the last part of the reception here. Yes. Okay, uh, so it uh, at the Grammys, it was nominated for Best Country Album and Mean won Best Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song. Uh, it won a ton of awards at the Academy of Country Music, the American Country Music Awards, the Billboard Music Awards. Uh, she was nominated for the Juno for Best International Album, Uh, of the year and getting into like the, uh, critics ratings here. So any decent music, it sits at a 6.9 out of 10 and Metacritic. It's a 77 out of a hundred, but then going down the list with this, the AV club gives it a B minus entertainment weekly gave it a B plus paste gave it a 7.1 out of 10. Uh, and Rolling Stone gave it four out of five stars. All
2: right. Again, Weird lead single. Weird lead single. And I, yeah.
3: And we were just it, talking won, in the way yeah. And it is... won the Grammy.
2: Yeah, and it won the Grammy. We were just talking in the way here. We were like, I think Kaylee was like, I think one of my skips on this album is
3: mean.
0: Yeah, it's, it, the music video, I liked the part where she's like in the office and stuff. Yeah. And I hated the part where she's like, yeah, not playing the banjo. Yeah, nope. yeah. yeah that was, it, and, and, and the song itself is is very, uh, it's It's not strong there's not it's not strong like it, lyrically uh, and again
1: there's just so many other ones on the album that are strong lyrically and have more to them
0: Yeah and, and just like more to say in general yeah um, okay so we're nearing the end of the of the podcast. okay so the very fir- uh, the very last thing that we do each week is we rate the album uh, we rate it out of 10 on technical musical lyrical album art reception and does it hold up uh, technical element of the album. Uh, I, I'd start off by saying what I think is interesting is I didn't know until I was doing the research for it, that they were using this weird reverb that, you know, had been used in the fifties and sixties. I hadn't noticed that before, but after like reading about it, I went back and listened to a few tracks and I went, Oh, okay. I see exactly what they were doing there. Um, in your
1: research, sorry to interrupt. Did you find that, um, if they did that again on Speak Now Taylor's version?
0: I did not find out if they did that again on Speak Now Taylor's version. I'm gonna I, I said it before the podcast, I have not listened to Speak Now Taylor's version yet, and I need to. Uh, and so I was just going with OG here. Uh, okay, so technical though, I would say out of 10, I'd probably give it, I'm gonna say an 8.5 out of 10. Mm. I have to,
3: yeah,
2: agree with you. I might give it
0: Ooh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I feel like I don't know very much about music technically because I'm not a musician. I'm a little bit tone deaf. <laughs> 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 just for myself. <laughs> but uh, you've got so much heart. But so much heart.
0: Just go with what you feel.
1: Yeah. Now I'm going a 10 out of 10 because I don't know what you it. But I like it. I like the feelings it gives me. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stay with you like an 8.5. 8.5? 8, 8.5. Yeah. All
0: right. So we're, we're at a 9.25 right now musically. Now I would say. Uh, some of the songs, uh, the the chord progression is is interesting. Uh, there's songs like "Better Than Revenge," which I think is drastically different than a lot of the other stuff that she had done up up until that point. So she's obviously at this era experimenting a lot with music, like different genres. Like we talked about earlier, with the you know her influence at the time being a lot of what she was listening to. Uh, But I would also say there are some songs on this uh, that were just good country songs, like that sounded like country songs. Um, Like mine is a great example of that. Uh, So I would say because she what it feels like flawlessly incorporated a bunch of different genres, I'd go a nine out of ten musically.
1: I'm very excited for you to listen to Speak Now Taylor's version as well, because um, so she's been doing this re-record thing for a while. And most of the re-records up till this point, you can't really tell very much the difference. It's very close to what the original recording was. And I think she felt a little more freedom and a little more support from her fan base to play with the instrumentation in the re-recording of Speak Now. Mm. Oh, are you going to talk about the bell? The dong. The dong.
0: There's a dong?
1: So was it back to December? Back to December.
0: That was the clip right there. There was a dong? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so she's she's made a lot of it bigger. And maybe, actually, now that you've told me about this changing of the title, when it was Enchanted, there was a lot more, like, bigger, fuller instrumentation. Mm. In, in, in so it instrumentation felt more, now. like,
2: orchestral. And so then you can hear
1: what sounds like a church bell in, in like the middle of Back to December. Throughout oh. Back to December quite yeah. a few times. And it feels very, like... And, like, Haunted, it's yep. just, like, ramped up even more from the already pretty impressive instrumentation. Yeah. I,
0: I would also say, like, because I, I forgot that Back to December was on this album, and I think that might be... it. It, it, it It's a strong contender for my number one Taylor Swift song. Mm. It's a banger.
2: It's excellent.
0: Yeah. That's a really good song. Okay, so out, out of 10, what are you giving it based on that?
2: I'm going to go 9.5. I 9.5? 9. I also have to give it... Like I have to give her credit for like roasting the shit out of John Mayer in yeah. oh, Dear John. Yeah. Like yeah. lyrically and poetically, yes. Also but myrically.
1: also like making fun of his like nee 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 things. <laughs> I was gonna say, can we change your intro where you say like fuck John Mellencamp and just change it to fuck, fuck John? John Mayer. Mayer, please. Fuck John Mayer. You know <laughs> yeah. what's
0: funny is I know quite a few people who know him. And really? oh, personally. And, like personally. Mm. And here's the thing that is interesting about him is he's actually a really big comedy fan and is like a regular at the improv and the store in LA. And the first time I heard that, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be fucking bad. And then I heard from uh, a comedian named Brad Williams. He was like, no, the surprising thing is he's actually really fucking good at stand-up." Um, so I, I have like a weird, like I want to know John Mayer, and I feel like I'm like it's the Kevin Bacon steps away from him. Oh yeah, but yeah. if I ever get him on the podcast, I'm 100 percent going to be like, so what did you think about that song when it came out?
2: Oh, he's vocal about it. He like, oh, yeah, he tried, tried to like, yeah, he tried to sue her for defamation and like,
0: which is weird because a 34 year old man that slept with a 16 year old should maybe have other 19. things. I mean, yeah. she was 19 and he was 32. Okay. Fair, but, but
3: also so like,
2: like,
0: that's that I added two years on both ends there. That wasn't good.
2: But also, it, Still it, not wasn't good. Good, it wasn't good the first time. It wasn't it good wasn't, the first that time? That entire relationship wasn't good. No. But, no.
0: Okay, no. so... <laughs>
2: but I'm sure he's
1: great at comedy and is a lovely person, but, like, stay away from l- young women. Anyway, yeah. I, I think someone can be, like, a interesting a, an interesting person and, like, a friend and also be shit in relationships. Yep.
0: That's true. And, and people can also... It, <laughs> well, what? <Uh-oh. laughs> we can pick this up offline yeah <laughs> i i just know you know what i was gonna you know what i was gonna say because of the episode that we're banking for when i'm on tour and it, it'll drop and it's gonna cause a bit of a stir and i don't this is probably gonna come out before that so i'm not gonna say that then
1: Kay. okay
0: <laughs> um okay so uh okay so you went 9.5 yep. i went nine you
1: i feel like just give it a 10 again, Kaylee. Who no, are you no. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> yes, you do. No. No, I feel like if we're going, we're doing Speak Now, the original one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I will go with like a nine because I feel like I liked it better ramped up in Speak Now Taylor's version. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: that's it. Okay. That's a good call. Okay. So right now we're at like a nine. Uh, 9.10 I think right now Uh, okay so lyrically let's go uh, uh, quick with this one I think like she is at this point I think a little bit better at saying what she wants to say in her songs while still having that air of like mystique around it right Uh, she's like like we mentioned before like she was able to allude uh, to a lot without actually saying a lot so uh, I would say Based on that, it's not nearly as good as it it becomes, and it's not nearly as as bad as it once was. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a I'm saying this hard seven on lyrics.
2: Mm, I was literally just about to say a seven. I mean, as a like folklore evermore person, I'm like there could be
1: there will be better poetry. There will be better poetry. Great. But I also think it depends what kind of lyrics you like. So in a speech that she gave, which I can't remember where she gave the speech, but she defines like she has three different types of lyrics that she writes Mm. so she has glitter gel pen lyrics that are like shake it off and um i'm trying to think of another example but there's a lot uh but like kind of the like really bubblegum poppy kind of lyrics then there's what she calls her fountain pen lyrics which are like her storytelling lyrics so like all too well is a good example and i think speak now is very fountain pen Mm -hmm. where it's all kind of storytelling and then she has her quill lyrics which is all ever more folklore like high vocabulary choices and like very Mm -hmm. very poetic very abstract yeah Yeah. and so if you're into fountain pen which i think i lean more towards fountain pen i I would i would go higher than a seven i would say it's like an 8.5 oh yes oh yeah oh that's also something we should talk about yeah we
0: did not talk about that let's talk about that like we should wrap it up but we i do want to get into that because like I feel like okay, now my personal opinion Told you is, it was gonna
1: be long Sorry. My,
0: my personal opinion is I don't think she should have changed the lyric. I think that it was more powerful the way it was before and also something that like at that point in her life she would say uh I I, I also think uh, I think that about uh, the uh, one from uh Fearless that she changed where it was like. Uh uh tell your uh Oh that's, that's her debut. debut. And and that's that's enough
1: yeah. to burn yeah. Yeah. which was our surprise song.
0: Which I that one I also am like I the the whole point of it is not that she's making fun of gay people in that lyric. She's making fun of the fact that this dude is so fucking homophobic and he's so afraid of of you know being considered gay, that that's actually a fucking worry to him. Yeah, that that's and, a threat. And so I'm like, and, and, and I'm saying this as somebody who's a member of the fucking community, I'm like, I think that that was a great lyric. Keep it the fucking same. Exactly. I know dudes that were like that. I fucking grew up in a small town. Those guys are scared as shit at being called gay. Exactly. So leave that lyric. Now, with this one, I also didn't really understand the change because I'm like... I've been so fucking upset with someone before, and I've said shit like that. And if you're saying that in a song, there's people that are relating to it. And people before were relating to it because they're like, yeah, fuck that person. Well, exactly.
2: And that person, to be clear, is Camilla Bell because the song is about Joe Jonas and Camilla Bell.
3: Oh. Um,
1: Yeah. So it is a little more specific. Who the fuck is she? Exactly. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Uh, Camilla Bell was the girl that Joe Jonas dated after dating Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift was very in love with Joe Jonas. And that's also what last kiss is about on speak mm. now is about Joe Jonas and just the devastating
2: and a lot of stuff on fearless. He broke yeah. up with her on the phone. It's a whole thing. Yeah. 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 So
1: in
0: 27 seconds.
1: So then yep. he wrote a song after fearless came out, uh, called much better. That was a Jonas brothers song. Um, where he basically directly says I'm done with superstars and all the tears on her guitar. Um, pretty direct and then he goes like she's so much better
0: an actress a fucking uh, a G-lister
1: yeah um, I mean Camilla a Bell extra? I think she was kind of rising at, that, at point. that time. at that
2: time she was on the map where she is now I personally could but not but was she you. a
0: Pisces rising or an Aquarius rising
2: probably a fucking Pisces <laughs> um, sorry Siobhan that's your son it's different um Yeah, no, the, I mean, and my take on about the mattress thing is, and I will cop to, I stole this from someone on TikTok of like, from her perspective, I would also kind of be flattered. She's better known for the things that she's, that she does on the mattress. So so you're saying I'm good in bed. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying I'm, I'm good in bed.
0: Like, yeah. And and in all fairness, like, (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I don't think that. Taylor Swift would be. She doesn't seem like somebody. She's that would, so awkward and we love so her so awkward. much. She looks like somebody that would be so uncomfortable with intimacy. Like She's just, also so I tall. Mean, but also go listen to False God and then come back to me about that. Oh,
2: no, I'm sure she fucks. But we said we weren't going to speculate on her relationships. But I'm sure she fucks. Um, <laughs>
1: um, oh, sorry. I didn't finish what I was saying. Uh, so Camilla Bell, Jonas brothers wrote this song called much better and then in the like kind of spoken word part of better than revenge Taylor Swift literally goes oh she's so much better yeah Ooh. So it's pretty yeah
0: that's pretty it, that's pretty on the nose yeah, yeah. there's
2: a lot of, of roasting happening yeah and,
1: and and a lot of um just to assert my opinion I yeah. I think the reason a lot of people don't like the lyric change as well is going back to the three categories that she's laid out for us of her lyrics it's not a it's not a fountain pen lyric anymore. It's now a quill lyric. He, yes, he was, he was a, a, a moth to the flame, flame and, and she's, she's holding, holding the matches. matches. It's very metaphorical, which is it's very a poetic.
0: Stupid lyric too. I'm sorry, but yeah, like, I, what and it a doesn't fit dumb, in the song anymore. No, it no. doesn't fit the song. It feels forced. It yeah,
1: where that song is like the pinnacle of being petty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not. I, I don't really care either way about the old line if you wanted to change it, but I feel like that new line doesn't fit as well as totally it could have been. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I totally agree. Okay. So we're at like an 8.7 right now. Yeah. Kay. Okay. Album art. I'm just going to go uh, flat out 5 out of 10 on oh. the album art.
2: Um, it's
0: pretty basic. I mean, I guess it's recognizable, but that's the only thing that makes it pop up to a yeah, 5. Yeah, I agree.
1: It's kind of mid.
2: Look, I also have the, like, the deluxe album CD, and it's, like... Shiny? It's Well, yes, it's shiny, but there's also, like, a lot of, like... You also remember, like, this also came out in, like, the Twilight era, so yeah. there's some, like, very, like, pseudo Twilighty imagery there. I'll give there's it a There's actually six. a
1: conspiracy theory that Haunted was actually written for the New Moon soundtrack, but Stephanie Meyer didn't like Taylor Swift, and so it didn't get put on there, but that's why it's so, like, sonically different than the rest of Speak Now as well, because it was written for Twilight.
0: Wow. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Uh okay, so five out of ten. Six. Six? Seven. Seven. All right, we're at like a uh eight out of ten right now. Reception, it was well received. Uh I mean like it commercially it was very well received. Uh she won the uh, fucking Grammys for it. She was nominated for everything. Uh I'm going an eight out of ten on this one.
2: Yeah, I'd say
0: nine. Absolutely. Yeah, nine nine okay so we're at an 8.5 out of 10 does it hold up i'd say absolutely yeah, yeah. oh yeah all well, right
1: especially now there's a new version
0: 8.5 out of 10 for speak now Yep. awesome well thank you both so much for joining me thank today you. this was so much fun thanks for having us uh yeah absolutely anytime uh make sure that you go check out uh taylor's version this uh this fall at uh, the big secret theater uh september 23rd to 25th yeah uh and thank you again so much for joining me and uh anal contusions
1: Yes, indeed.